0: What up? We are back again today in the studio and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are in the studio today. Happy to be with you. Uh, This episode will be airing a little bit later in the week. Uh, we obviously did our first round predictions uh, earlier on Monday or Tuesday. It just depends on when it finally gets uploaded. I'm recording it the same day, but this will be taking place in the future. So, say hello to your future self. Hello. Anyway, so I wanted to go through I wanted to do a, a podcast highlighting some of the teams that maybe don't get as much love or as much uh, publicity as some of the other teams. You know, you have a finite amount of time. I could probably Do a four hour show discussing every single game if I wanted to. I love the FCS. I would do it for the FBS. Give me a call, would do that. Sign me up. Any kind of agency, any kind of sports broadcasting, I'd do it in this heartbeat. But I don't have that time. Most people wouldn't tune in to listen to a four hour show um, discussing all the intricate workings of the Pioneer Conference or the Patriot or the Ohio Valley or even the Big Sky for that matter. Most people wouldn't even listen to the good conferences if I. I was talking, because you'd be waiting for your team and what I thought about it, and i give a bleep, brief little blurp, and then we'd be moving on to the next team. I wish I could do that, however, I cannot, and I like to to point out when, when teams have done well, and uh, usually I can get the vibe when I, I watch a lot of football, and uh, I try to pay attention, I look at the stats, I comb through those things, and I just don't have the the... I don't have the time. And so this is the time where I'm going to take a team that I think has played well, one from every single conference, and uh, kind of the upside. And uh, some of these teams, yes, have made the playoffs. Uh, and then some of these teams have exceeded my expectations of what I thought they would be doing uh, in the in the. the the fall campaign. So, we're going to kick us off with the big sky. Uh, the big sky, we're going to be, well, yeah, he like said, we'll be jumping right into it, and that is Sacramento State. Now, you're going to say, well, Tyler, they're ranked fourth in the nation. Uh, they got a seed. What's up with that? They didn't play. In 2020, and when you look at some of the teams that played in the fall, Central Arkansas didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Jacksonville State, I believe, believe played last fall, didn't make the playoffs. Um, you look at some of the teams that didn't that played. Uh, you're like. Well, question mark, Campbell uh, didn't make the playoffs, had a really good fall campaign, but didn't make the playoffs. And so I was very, very skeptical on the teams that sat out uh, all of 2020 to then come back and play in the fall. And I was like, OK, the last time you guys played, the last time we saw Sacramento State was in 2019 with a loss to Austin P. And I had that memory kind of burned into my brain because I thought I had actually taken the Hornets because I said, there's no way that Austin P, I believe they were on the road the first game, and then they had to travel all the way back out to uh, Sacramento, and I did not think that they were going to win. So I kind of had that memory burned into my mind. However, they were able to bounce back after a huge hiatus. They did beat my alma mater this year. Was able to watch that game uh, but they beat them uh, and they had a really good year. 9-2 and two overall with losses to Cal and you And you I had wins over UC Davis and Montana. Uh, a lot of people are kind of complaining that, that they are getting as much publicity as they are because they did not have a very, a super strong strength of schedule. But what more can you do? Congratulations to the Sacramento State Hornets, You had a phenomenal season. I think you quite honestly had one of the best seasons out of the big sky. And uh, that's why I nominate you for the get the ball rolling. I guess this is the first time. First time. um, Good job awards or we've got to find a a cool name for it. Uh, But I really did like Sacramento State out of the big sky. Next up, we have the Big South, and uh, you're looking at it. You're going to kind of be probably shocked for those of you who follow uh, the sport closely, and that would be uh, North Alabama. You're going to say, Tyler, there were 2-4 uh, and four in conference play. Uh, why would you be talking about them out of the Big South? And it's more so on potential. Uh, this is a fairly new squad, and uh, they beat. They came off of a big-time win against Hampton, uh, Honestly, I was surprised that they were able to do it. They fought tooth and nail against Kenoshaw State and Monmouth. And they beat Charles Southern and Robert Morris. So it looks like the last half of the season, they really came on where, you know, maybe the first half they didn't play as well. They had a couple of, uh, they did have close games against, uh, you know, Jacksonville State. Got blown out by Southeast Louisiana and Chattanooga. But, you know, it's more so on potential. And again, it's sometimes you can win games and lose them. Sometimes you lose games, you really win them. Um, honestly, if, they, if a few bounces go their way, they could beat Monmouth. They could beat Kennesaw State. And they could end up winning, you know, five straight to close out the season. This is more so on potential. Uh, I do like North Alabama. We'll be following them closely next year to see what they're able to do. Moving on to the CAA, I have William and Mary. This is another team that I've been kind of uh, defending for quite some time and I do like William & Mary now they did kind of have a tough end of the season going 6-5 and five. a lot of the CAA did kind of ate their own and they lost three straight to end the season Delaware James Madison and Richmond uh, if they beat Richmond I really think they would have been in uh, with a big time win over <laughs> Villanova drowns them on the road uh, but really I like what they're building at William & Mary uh, growing up I always re- remember William & Mary being really good uh, since 2015 that was the last time uh, they went to the the FCS playoffs. 16-5 uh, and 6, 17-2 and 9, 18-4 and 6, 19-5 and 7. Spring they are 1 and 2, and then this year they were 6 and 5. So quite arguably the best season that they've had since 2015. Uh, I like again what they're building there out there in in Colonial Williamsburg. I think that William and Mary is going to be uh, a team next year that we've got to keep an eye on. Uh, I really liked Albany a few years ago. Uh, and the 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 Great Danes, they turned out to be really good. Uh, we'll see what happens, uh, how much they return, transfer portal and stuff like that, and kind of how the schedule uh, looks for William and Mary the, the this next year. But they win it out of the CAA. Congratulations. The next one out of the Missouri Valley Football Conference is South Dakota. Obviously, the Coyotes have had a phenomenal season, kind of like William and Mary. Uh, uh, I mean, William and Mary a little bit longer, but they had a two year they had uh, two years. Prior, but um, since 2017, which is the last time they went to the playoffs, uh, they went uh, 8 5 and 17, 4 7 and 18, uh, 5 7 and 19, 20 in the spring, uh, they were 1 3, and 21 they go 7 4 with some. Big-time wins. They're going to be hosting uh, SIU. They have a chance to make it to the second round of the playoffs. And I know everyone picks North Dakota State. It's kind of cliche to do so, like, you know, pick someone else. But you want to be right. I understand it. Um but they honestly, in that second round matchup, I'll give you a tidbit, they it's hard to beat a team twice in, in, in one year, and so coming off arguably one of the biggest wins in the last three or four years for South Dakota with the win over South Dakota State, then playing North Dakota State was probably a tough call, uh, but I do like them. Uh, they've played phenomenal this year, going 7-4. and four. I believe they'll go to 8-4 uh, and four overall, and uh, then anything can happen in a one-off game against North Dakota State, really excited to see what they're going to be doing, uh, so they win it out of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Moving on to the NEC, it is the Bryant Bulldogs, I actually spoke about them a few times, the NEC was was interesting this year, I did talk a little bit about Merrimack, uh, gave them a shout out, Duquesne, Sacred Heart, but I did like Bryant, and, and again, kind of like North Alabama, it's more based on potential. They did lose to Central Connecticut State, which was arguably a really ugly loss, and they lost, but they lost a really a, a one score game against Duquesne, a loss to uh, Akron, and a loss to a uh, one of the first three teams that would be left out of the bracket to Rhode Island. Again, I really do like this Bryant team. I I love this uh, freshman Zevi. Eckhouse, I'm sorry if I if I uh, butchered your name. threw for three two thousand three hundred ninety two yards, uh, twenty one touchdowns, only three interceptions. Phenomenal to only throw three interceptions after throwing that many yards. You uh, you know you're you're <laughs> you know slinging the ball all over the place uh, with that much. Uh, you look at them kind of like these other teams uh, in 18 this team went 8-3 15-5-6 16-5-6 17-6-5 18-6-5 19-4-8 spring 2-2 two and two. this year they go 7-4 and four. I like what Bryant is building kind of like North Alabama I like the process I'm excited to see what they'll do next year can they get over the hump can they beat a Duquesne can they be I mean they beat uh, Sacred Heart 17-6 uh, to six. now they just gotta you know be able to Clean up the games that they're supposed to win. That is a difficult thing for uh, you know coaches to learn. To win the games you're supposed to win, that is difficult. It's hard to coach. Uh, so I do like Bryant. They win it out of the NEC. Moving on to the Ohio Valley, a team that I that we talked about on uh, the other podcast, a team that I love is UT Martin. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I thought Murray State was going to to, to mop up with this uh, the Ohio Valley. I did think UT Martin would be second. Uh, a lot of ha- people had them at four. I had them at two, and I thought Murray State would get the, the auto bid, but UT Martin played phenomenal this year. I mean, really, they did lose to SEMO. I'm not going to count that game. Uh, their only loss, really, was to Western Kentucky. They played great against pretty good competition for, uh, you know, the FCS with wins over Samford and uh, Jacksonville State, and then really just in the way that they won. They had a close game against Austin P, uh, which would have, I mean, like, it's crazy to see say Austin P wins that game we could be talking about a totally different you know teams to get in but UT Martin was able to rally they are phenomenally well coached they have not um and they've only been to the FCS playoffs uh, last and the only time in 2006 they lost 30 to 36 to SIU. And you look, I mean, you can go back uh, almost the entire decade, and uh, the only time they've won as many games as what they have was in 2012, eight and three. Um, they have a lot of six-win, seven-win seasons. Um, they've been consistent, but it feels like this was the year they finally got over the hump. Big time shout out to the Skyhawks and uh, Coach Simpson out there, and uh, they definitely got it. One out of the, the next one out of the Patriot League, uh, another f- fun league that I like to talk about, but don't get as much is Colgate. There's going to be another one, Tyler. They're five and six. Why would not you cho- choose Fordham? They uh, were kind of beat your expectations. No, I have a soft spot for Colgate and uh, th- their uh, overall. I mean, they're they're awesome and and I love them. They had a really good conference season with only f- one loss, one conference loss to Holy Cross, and uh, they did play Stony Brook. They played William and Mary. Uh, they played Brown and Cornell, and and some uh, you know some interesting Ivy League competition. Uh, Colgate was able to still be the second best in the in the Patriot League. Uh, Holy Cross is playing really well right now. It looks like uh, you know the last couple of years they've dominated it, uh, but Colgate we're just a few years removed from them winning. Um, some playoff games, and so uh, don't sleep on this team again. More so on what they're building. Uh, they did go five and six this year. I'm excited to see what they do next year and how they build on this. Kind of went through a, a little bit of a slump. The um, spring zero and 2 19, 4 and eight, and then in eighteen they went ten and two, which was you know arguably the one of the best years in program history. So good on the 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 Colgate, and uh, they win it for the the Patriot League. The next one uh, for the Pioneer, another conference that we don't give to, like to give, uh, or not like to, but we can't, we don't give a lot of publicity to, is uh, the Pioneer League. The team I'm most excited to, that I like, and that I like to talk about, and uh, honestly, I, I was going to put St. Thomas in. It is their first transition year uh, into D1, coming from D3, but um, I decided to go with Moorhead State. Um, Moorhead State, kind of, um, like I said, kind of a, a theme. Uh, they haven't won seven games since 2015. Uh, they won seven games this year. A lot of four-win, three-win seasons. Four more head state eagles, and they had a really good year. And and it came down to San Diego and Davidson. Uh, a five-point loss to Davidson and a seven-point loss to San Diego. Uh, they did lose to Austin P and James Madison, but they had a great year. And uh, if they're able, just it's it's kind of like. Uh, you know, Bryant, uh, if you're able to get through Davidson or San Diego, you know, you're home free if you can figure it out. And, and one point scores, or, you know, or one score losses is the way that you do it you've got to learn go through that adversity to know what you could have done better in those games and the kids learn the coaches learn and it makes them a better football team overall I like Morehead State I'm going to be following Morehead State um, probably a lot more uh, the Pioneer is, is uh, a lot of people don't talk about it I don't talk about it nearly as much as I, I wish I could uh, but I do like them we'll see what Morehead State does in the future and uh, I'm excited for the 20- 2022 uh, campaign. They'll be be a really interesting team. Moving on to the SoCon. You guys are probably tired of me talking about this team, and that is the Mercer Bears, but I do not care. Honestly, since uh, the Furman game, I've watched every single Mercer game. I know, kind of crazy. I put a lot of time. I love this team. I love the way uh, Coach uh, I believe you pronounce it chronic, uh, is, is coaching the kids out there. Uh, I love Mercer. They're in 7-3, arguably the best year since their transition uh, into 2013 was like a transition year uh, the, where they brought football back from, I believe it was like the 1800s or early 1900s. They hadn't had football in a very long time uh, in Macon. So I'm grateful to to see them uh playing the way they did I mean honestly they threw two interceptions against ETSU Again, another go-either-way game. I did think it was a little bit uh, messed up that they left them out of the, the playoffs. And I understand the whole auto-bid thing. I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with that. Uh, but you look at it, Mercer really is a top-24 team. But with those auto-bids, you know, it, it makes it messy. It makes it so, uh, you know, a Sacred Heart and, 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 a, and a Holy Cross get in. And, uh it kind of leaves our guys on the outside. I would love uh, to see like a playing game against you and I, or 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 a playing game against SIU, because I really think Mercer. Um, would would play up against everyone. Now, they did have a really ugly loss against VMI. That game was hard to watch. Uh, but at the time, we thought VMI was legit. They would be going far. Uh, but they kind of petered out by the end of the season. So definitely watch for Mercer. I want to be getting some Mercer swag. I love the Bears. Uh, go Mercer. Talked a lot about them. Uh, but uh, best, best year. Really has a D1 program. And I uh, can't wait to see what they're able to build down there in Macon. Okay, then we only have two more to go. The next one up, is uh, we did talk about them uh, on the Monday podcast, is UIW. And again, another team that I've talked about. A lot of these teams I have on here, we did discuss a lot during the season. I've mentioned things. I watched a lot of UIW football. And uh, this is another one of these teams that, you know, best year ever. I believe this is their first uh, birth to the FCS playoffs. Uh, So they're going to be taking on Stephen F. Austin and I'm excited to watch them. And I think that again, they're building is what they're building. Uh, and I'm more, I'm so excited uh, that they actually joined the WAC. Uh, and once when uh, the whole moves to you know FBS and and everything kind of switched, the FCS kind of up. I'm glad they're coming over. Um, I would love. It, you know, For the WAC to kind of absorb the Southland, it looks like they're going to stay separate conferences. But I, I'm, I'm excited to watch them. Uh, I would love to go to San Antonio. Uh, I'd love to, to go to St. George uh, and see the, the game down there at Greater Zion Stadium. UIW, phenomenal year. Again, it's what they're building. Uh, coming off of a year where they went 3-3 three and three in spring and 5-7 and seven in 2019, Six and five and eighteen. Uh, they put it all together and they had a phenomenal season. Nine and two uh, with losses, I believe, to McNeese State. Uh, and uh, so they're playing great. Go UIW. We'll be cheering them on uh, throughout the playoffs. Finally, to wrap it up, uh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, it is who UIW will be playing in the uh, in the playoffs. It is Stephen F. Austin, eight and three, the Lumberjacks. And I, I had actually. Uh, I, uh, when I was looking through all of the the schedule for Dixie State, uh, my alma mater, uh, I was kind of knocking off teams. Okay, you know, when I go, am I going to go sit in the, I mean, beginning of the year, 100, 110 degree heat to watch them play? And then into later in the year, it gets super cold in the desert when I go sit out and watch it in 35 degree weather? Yes. I did watch Weaver State in the heat. I watched Missouri State uh, in the freezing cold. Kind of crazy down here. Love St. George, though. Uh, Stephen F. Austin, I was actually not in town for this game. Kind of a bummer. However, I did watch it on or listen to it on my phone. I was down in Las Vegas when they were playing. Uh, and so I, I did like this team. I thought they played well. Uh, they're Like I said, they're very sound. Uh, honestly, when I look at them, I'm like, you know, where, where's really the hole? They're just a good football team. Offensively, defensively, uh, you look at it, you know, 18th best defense, 23rd best offense. They play really good. They're a very, very balanced team. And when you look at uh, as far across as, as all of the, the first round uh, uh, matchups and stuff, they have one of the highest rated if you combine those two together. The only other teams that are higher than them is Holy Cross and South Dakota State, which uh, is, is interesting. I do like them. I think they had a great season. It was fun to have a transition into the WAC. I can't wait uh, for Stephen F. Austin. You know, basketball, football, soccer. I love watching them, and uh, they'll be coming to St. George. DC Say will be going on the road, and so big time shout out for them. And uh, you know, this newly formed WAC conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and and I think a lot of people, uh, you know, forget that you know the Whack and the A-Sun were, were together I did think about putting Eastern Kentucky but Stephen F. Austin definitely got my vote on that one so this has been you know another episode of Get the Ball Rolling we, we do these I wanted to do this episode just to kind of give some shout outs uh, to like I said the teams that normally don't I mean I I know I had mentioned Bryant in the past but uh, I really wanted to kind of talk about them uh, this zevi House, I mean this is a freshman is tearing it up. Can't wait to see what he does in two or three years if he sticks with uh, the Bulldogs of Bryant. And yes, most of these guys did meet the, the 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 playoffs. Some of them didn't. I mean, North Alabama based on potential. Love them. Uh, Colgate, potential. Warhead State, potential. Uh, Mercer did not. I thought they should, uh, but they didn't. I loved the way that Mercer played. And so, can't wait to watch this next season. Uh, it's going to be a, a long off season for these guys. They're going to be putting in the work and uh, they'll be getting ready back at it in August. Uh, so, those are just our shout outs. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be dropping it uh, another episode for the second round um, matchups and. And I can't wait to be discussing those uh, as far as the second round goes. But I just wanted to do this little tidbit. Give a shout out to the guys and, uh, and the teams that uh, we don't mention as much. All right. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Continue to support the channel. Thank you guys so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And stay safe out there and keep the ball rolling.